0: It is Holy Week in the Christian tradition. Today is Palm Sunday. This Thursday is Monday. Thursday, Maundy Thursday. Good Friday, then Holy Saturday, then Easter Sunday. Wednesday, is the beginning of Passover in the Jewish tradition. Hearing these stories growing up, I often felt bad for Monday and Tuesday in Holy Week. Don't really get any special recognition Monday, I can understand because Monday, but Tuesday, they just guilty by association by being with Monday. I thought surely we could come up with something for Tuesday, right? Thoughtful Tuesday, contemplative Tuesday, special Tuesday, I don't know, but no, Monday, ruining it for everybody. But of course, what does Monday even mean anymore? What is time when every day is working from a computer, staying home? What is a weekend when you cannot go anywhere, when there is no basketball or football to watch? Day in and day out, it seems like things are more or less the same, day after day after day. When I read the story about the ancient Israelites enslaved in Egypt who were forced to work day after day, doing the same work for the Pharaoh, building brick after brick After brick, day after day, reminds me of unfettered capitalism, right? That the Pharaoh was practicing this kind of deadly capitalism before it was cool. The Israelites forced to work day after day until Moses has this experience with the burning bush that we mentioned earlier. Where God tells Moses, go down, Moses. Tell old Pharaoh to let my people go way down in Egypt's land. So you know the story, Moses is like, "Uh, okay, me? Why me? And then he has a, a next question of, okay, if I go, who will I tell them sent me? And God says to Moses, oh, of course, you want to know my name? And Moses says, Yes, what is your name, sir? And God says, I am. And Moses says, I'm sorry, I didn't hear correctly. Uh, what, what is your name? I am. That's not really a name, right? That's more of like a statement. But Moses says, Okay, I will go and tell the Pharaoh, I am, sent me, and I'm sure he won't think i'm ridiculous at all but he does he goes down way down in egypt land and tells old pharaoh to let my people go as the old spiritual tells us and pharaoh has a question says who says i should let these people go and moses says i am and i think pharaoh reacts as we would all react he says who is i am but I should let these workers go. These workers, these Israelites, they are the lifeblood of Egypt. They are essential. You people are essential. I don't care if it'll kill you to go out there and make brick after brick after brick, day after day after day. If it's going to keep our economy running, if it will make Egypt great again, I don't care what happens to you. Moses says, look, you've got to let these people take a break. There's got to be Rest, Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh responds, "Now you people are just lazy, 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 lazy. Look, if I let them take a break, that would be incentivizing unemployment, and we can't do that." The thing we miss in this story is that the name of God, the joke of I Am, this enigmatic name—it's not an exact translation. It's more like. Being itself. The word Yahweh means being, to be, all that is. It's like life itself. We spoke a few weeks ago from the humanist perspective that religion is loyalty to life, and anything that is religious is that which is loyal to life, to being itself. The president, I mean Pharaoh, is not loyal to life. The Pharaoh does not know God who is, only wants to make Egypt great again by exploiting the workers, by sending them out into dangerous conditions, regardless of the wisdom of the scientists and the scribes. And then the plagues come, and the Pharaoh doesn't know what to do. The writer Ecclesiastes in the Hebrew Scriptures writes that there is nothing new under the sun. Friends, we know this story. We have heard this story before. We are living this story now. Black folks heard this story in the exodus across the water that brought many of our ancestors here to this land as part of the capitalist mindset of brick after brick after brick, brick, day after day after day to make America great at the expense of her people. The powerful image of the Passover story, of liberation from bondage in Egypt, of wandering through the desert to the promised land of crossing over Jordan, it has a magnetic pull on our lives, it's one of our most important stories. It's a story about liberation. But that begs the question of, what is liberation? What is it for us now? What was it for them, for our ancestors? What will it be for our children, for our children's children? In this time of plagues, as our Jewish siblings get ready to celebrate Passover, a time when they stayed home to be loyal to life and to find freedom, perhaps we can receive that message too. When some of our leaders act like Pharaoh and their hearts are hardened, we pray that they might be loyal to life, that they might encounter being, I am, Yahweh, God. So as we stay home and stay away from the plague called Corona, I wonder, can we also stay away from the other plagues that have been around for much longer? That plague of unfettered capitalism and unfettered greed and exploitation, the plague of voter suppression, the plague of white supremacist policies, the plague of unjustified police killings, and unlimited access to high-capacity magazines on semi-automatic rifles that are designed to kill, that is not loyal to life. May we stay away from those plagues. And may we stay away from that plague that can be our own privilege, and even our own ability to stay home. Talk about liberation. That sounds great at first. Liberty and justice for all. Liberation for everyone. That sounds good to me. Until it starts to take away my comforts. Until all of a sudden I can't leave my house or go where I want to go, exercise my freedom. Sounds pretty good till then. So like in our kids' story, I try and find ways to be grateful for my house, my salary, my car, my family, my health. But what if? What if for everyone to be free, I had to give up some of my freedoms? For everyone to be liberated, I had to suffer from a plague. It starts to be hard to hear. The message sounds different depending on where you are depending on how much privilege you have. Our message, our American message of freedom and liberation is usually go out, do what you want, travel where you want to travel, see what you want to see, be free. So I wonder when is freedom about staying in and staying put? When we have the freedom to sleep in our own bed, to watch TV, to use the internet, the freedom to watch Netflix, This freedom that comes from privilege and wealth. And I can't help but think in this time about our most vulnerable. Who are the Hebrews in our society? Am I getting caught up in being the Egyptian that responds as Pharaoh did? Who is I am? Why do I care what happens to those people? It's about me as a white person not getting caught up and being comfortable with the exploitation of black folks and people of color. It's about me as an American not being comfortable and getting caught up with the sweatshops and unfair labor practices. It's about me as a cisgendered and straight man not being comfortable with systems that discriminate and kill my LGBT siblings. It's about not letting my freedoms that I enjoy come at the expense of my neighbors about being loyal to life, doing what I can, when I can, where I am, even if that is homebound, to limit the harm I cause and to correct mistakes. That's a hard message to hear sometimes. When someone says, that was harmful, that hurt me when you did that, when you said that, or when you didn't call me when you didn't show up when I needed you. My defensiveness hardens my heart. Who is that and why should I care? I think back to our seventh principle of Unitarian Universalism, the interdependent web of all existence of which we are all a part. It's so important to remember now. When we feel like we're going a little cabin fevery, like we just want to get outside and get back to doing the things we used to do, get back to the way things were. If we could just get back to the way things were before all this coronavirus madness, wouldn't it be great? If we could make America great again. The story of Passover is that once the Egyptian, the Israelites leave Egypt. They wander through the desert for 40 years. And it's a hard road. It's a rocky road. It's dry. There's no water. They start to complain. They start to say, uh, Moses, you know where you're going? Remember when we were back in Egypt? We had food and water and comfort. Some of them even say, better that we had. Died a slave in Egypt and be out here in this unknown, in this liminal space. The road to liberation and justice for all is rocky, it's hot. It might be like the Exodus where you sleep in a tent with the same people day after day. The days run into one another. You can't tell what is a Monday, what is a weekend because every day feels the same. You may start to wish you could go back to the way things were, the way that things were. That things were better back in Egypt. The story of Passover reminds us that the word Egypt in Hebrew literally means the narrow place. It feels like we're in a narrow place now. It feels like resources, like masks, like toilet paper. Like hand sanitizer is scarce. Feels like hope is scarce and limited. Our scriptures about liberation that call us to interpret texts in a more expansive way to bring people to the table also remind us that although we are in a narrow place now, we are headed to a wide and expansive place where everyone is welcome, that the old stuff is passing away, that things won't be the same, that we cannot go back to the narrow place. The only way is forward, to the promised land, to the beloved community, that the old stuff is passing away. And as we move forward together, we honor the divine that is in each of us and in our neighbors, those who are most vulnerable. We try new ways of worship. Let us be filled with grace. As we are stuck in our houses, let us be filled with gratitude. Recognize that this is a privilege and a freedom to stay home because there are those who cannot, those who put their lives on the line to give us the freedom to stay home and stay put. Let us be filled with gratitude and recognize that day after day, can be a lot, that it's okay to be sick of frozen broccoli, okay to be sick of your housemate, okay to be sick of having to stay in and mourning the things that we've lost. And we cannot go back to the way things were. We can only go forward. That's where liberation and justice for all is. my friends, as we are on this road, may we learn how to live together so that we can learn how to love together so that our hearts will not be hardened, and that the liberation that comes to those who are most vulnerable, we can help co-create and it will lift all of us towards beloved community. May that be so. Amen.